All right, and welcome to our newest podcast, So Close Yet So Far Pod. I'm Andrew King um, with one of my best friends, Zach McVeigh here. We're about to talk anything sports, anything with a ball from NBA to tennis. We'll have some mentions of it. Um, this is something we've really been wanting to do for a long time now. And so, yeah, here we are. Yeah, and I'm really excited about it, Andrew. So close yet so far. Uh, that's us, you know, just trying to <laughs> trying to follow our passion with sports. Exactly, exactly. Started started way back, what, freshman year of high school in a pretty much in a PT clinic. I had a I started high school with a torn labrum. So I'm starting with this huge sling on my on my on my body pretty much. And then Zach, what were all your injuries? You had? Uh, we'll just we'll just go with the first one. My uh my I tore my knee up, uh met you. We talked we passed the time talking sports all day, every all day. day. That's all we had. We had we were on the sidelines <laughs> talking sports, and here we are. Uh, seven years later, still on the sidelines, still talking. Still sports. on the sidelines. Neither one of us quite made it, but, uh... <laughs> but we're still we're we're so close yet so far. So we think that's a little pretty fitting. Um, and for the first episode, it's it's a it's a fun time of the year for sports. I mean, we are done with week week sixteen in the NFL. Um, heading into the final week, still a lot up for grabs, obviously. Um, and so just what are some of your some some of your major takes kind of coming out of week sixteen as we. We're entering the final week of the regular season. It's kind of crazy. We've we've made it this far. I know. Thank goodness. Uh, everybody was worried every week with all the positive COVID tests. But I think something that the most recent development is if Jared Goff isn't on the Rams, isn't the Rams quarterback. I mean, he hasn't looked good, but the Rams might be on the outside looking in come come playoff time. It's yeah, and that that's the perfect place to start because we have um, in the NFC. You have the Bucks at the five seed, Rams at the six, Bears at the seven. The Bucks are clinched. Um, the Rams are nine and six. Um, then you've got the Bears at eight and seven, and the Cardinals are on the outside looking in at eight and seven. But the Cardinals and Rams play week 17. Obviously, Jared Goff, broken thumb. We don't know if he's going to be playing. And then also, Kyler Murray has a lower leg injury, and Cliff Kingsbury um, this morning said his status for Sunday is uncertain. Wow. So who knows what's going to happen with that. Then you've got the Bears in the seventh seed who are in a win and get in position. But who do they play week 17? They play Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So who knows how those final two playoff spots are, are going to end up um, right. and in the, the NFC. But, yeah, a lot to look at for week 17. The Bears, um, they control their own destiny. And they were I'm sure they were hoping that the Packers would have nothing to play for. But the Packers are still playing for that home field advantage. And we saw the snow against Tennessee um, last night on Sunday night and that you could tell that affected Tennessee. So, you know, the Packers are going to be really trying hard to get that home field advantage. For sure. And week 17, the, the bears game will be in Chicago though. So um, I guess that the, the bears have that going for him, but yeah, three straight wins for, for Mitchell Trubisky's bears, man. He's, he's re, retaking the reins and there there's that chatter of an off season, pretty big extension for him. I, I don't know how I feel on that just yet, but Clearly, he's their best option right now, and I mean, it's good to see as well. Um, David Montgomery as well. That run game, I, I this might be the first time since I guess the Matt Forte days that they've had a really, really good running back because that's the Bears' identity right now, and they, they look they look pretty good. Yeah, Montgomery's really taking the reins, and Trubisky just hasn't hasn't messed up in the past. He's screwed the Bears' defense whenever he messes up, and he's he's limited the turnovers, and he's he's made the plays when they mattered, and that's really all they've needed to do, and. They still not to. I got to give him his credit. They scored thirty points in four straight games, but he he's looked a lot better, and and that defense has been stopping people. But you got to look the teams they've beaten. 
they're not they're not world beaters. So they no two, they, two of the three two of their three yeah two of their three wins are from are against Houston and Jacksonville, and so those are two of the worst three teams in the NFL. And so that that's obviously, but like you said, I think the best way to say it regarding Mitch and the the Bears right now is he hasn't screwed it up, and I think that's kind of the mindset going forward after we've seen the struggles of him definitely. But yeah, the NFC the NFC wildcard picture is pretty tight and. I mean, the AFC wildcard picture is even tighter. You've got four teams that are 10 and five. You've got the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns, and then the Colts. What do you see happening week 17 with these guys? That's the all season. It was kind of um, the NFC teams seem to be set. So it's kind of fun that the Rams have gone downhill and and the Bears have uh, roared back because now there's some drama in the NFC. But we always knew the AFC was always, it was really tight. And I don't, I don't want it for a, for the Browns fans, I know they've lived a, a suffered history, but I just think that the Browns are going to lose to the Steelers and somehow miss the playoffs. Call it Man. just because their history, just because yeah. they're playing the best team out of those four. But I think that the Browns are going to be the ones missing the playoff at the end of the day. I'm very interested. I'm very interested to see how the Browns Steelers game goes because. Currently, the Steelers are the two seed in the AFC, but Kansas City's already locked up home field advantage. They've already got the bye. This seems like a prime opportunity to maybe sit Big Ben. Right. Um, obviously, hasn't played well. I don't know if it's injury related as he's obviously getting older. Um, the The Bills could pass the Steelers for the two seed, so you don't know how much they really care about the one, the two or the three seed, knowing that they've got to play around one game either way. So that'll be interesting to see because if if the if Big Ben and the starters don't play, you assume Cleveland wins that game and Indianapolis plays Jacksonville and Baltimore plays Cincinnati. Those two are likely going to win. Then you've got Miami at Buffalo. And if the Dolphins fall out of the playoffs winning 10 games, I, it's going to be that's going to be a heartbreaker yeah. for uh, obviously I, I we've got some personal stake in the Dolphins with one of our, our good friends, but just Brian Flores, like he's, he's, he's the coach of the year guy, in my opinion. Yeah, he's um, but, but that's going to be, that that's one of the things that might not affect playoff seating too much, depending on if the Steelers just take care of the Browns, but Bill's Dolphins this week is, is the matchup of the weekend, in my opinion, just because um, those are the two best teams matching up. There's, there's actually not as many head to head. We talked about this yesterday, not too many head to head games that are going to be affecting playoffs. Um, but that's going to be a really fun one to see right? Yeah. Josh Allen on the, in a big game once again, you know? Yeah, and the other thing with the Steelers um, that probably favors the Browns is the Steelers have played five games in December. This will be the fifth game in December. They've had horrible luck with the COVID scheduling. This might really be a, a, a perfect time to rest the rest the guys, give them a break. So that, that – For sure. Browns. Yeah, I agree. And I think – and obviously I think you're – definitely going to see a very inspired Browns team because like we talked about it yesterday all the COVID stuff that hit Baltimore it was really really bad probably the worst out of everybody and they had games pushed back and then you look at the Denver situation where they had a practice squad wide receiver starting at quarterback and then with the Browns yesterday you had no no one no receivers on that field were a start they were all backups or practice squad guys and for the first half of the game yeah, Baker wasn't even looking at his receivers, and I, I'm not a Browns fan. I'm actually I, I like the Ravens a lot, so I'm kind of happy with that result. And it's made the playoff race insanely interesting going into Week 17. But 
I've you've got a bone to pick if you're a Browns fan or if you're in that Browns organization because it's just that that's 2020 though you know we can't you can't control COVID you don't know how that stuff's gonna work um, but man like they had those guys out in the parking lot at 6 a.m. doing walkthrough because their flight was four hours delayed getting to New York it's just man um, hard to expect an NFL team to win that game um, even though it was the Jets though so yeah the Jets maybe they should have the Jets the Jets yeah. are frisky and now the Jets I mean the last couple of weeks the Jets have shown that. They don't really care about the number one pick. They're just trying to trying to keep Sam Darnold's job almost. Trying to exactly. And that that's something we'll we'll definitely dive into more is what do the Jets do in the draft? They went from it was the the easiest pick, Trevor Lawrence number one, and now number they're at number two. What what there's there's a lot more options. We'll see how it turns out for the Jets. Um I I'm sure as their fans, it's been a tough couple weeks after going 0 13 and then winning two in a row. But Right, especially with the uh, the Jaguars won their very first game against the Colts all the way back in Week One, and so from that time, the Jets fans probably kind of thought, "All right, like they won the one game, we're we're solid." And then they, yeah. they flipped the tables the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and speaking of one of the worst teams, this is this is a stat I was telling you about this morning. Um, the the Houston Texans they have just had a disaster season trading DeAndre Hopkins. They right now have the number three pick but they traded that pick to the Miami Dolphins. So they don't have that pick. And there's been so much surrounding that team and they're just in shambles. But the one bright spot that everyone knows is Deshaun Watson. And I saw a stat this morning that really just proves how, how great he's been this year. And on, on Sunday, they lost against Cincinnati, but they didn't have three offensive line starters and they don't have Will Fuller or Randall Cobb. And Watson trails only Aaron Rodgers with a 112 passer rating. And he's thrown 30 touchdowns and six interceptions, which is a career low for him. And just with that team, like, obviously he shouldn't be in the MVP conversation because his team is really bad. But I still, it's weird that I don't feel like Deshaun Watson's getting enough love, but I don't feel like people are trashing him at all. I just thought that was the passer rating only trailing Aaron Rodgers is like, dang, he's really had a great year with nobody, nobody yeah, on that team. With the, and so the lack of weapons. Yeah. This team almost resembles a Tom Brady team of the, of the Patriots. He, yeah, exactly. He has an old, not washed up, but an old receiver in Brandon Cooks. And then other guys that, Kiki Cootie, the, just people that are not the average football fan would want their quarterback throwing to. Any, yeah. any fan would want their quarterback throwing to. Exactly. And uh, David Johnson's had a little bit of a resurgent season after all the injuries but I, it's it kind of sucks because i think he's just going to be tied to that deandre hopkins trade for the rest of his career with houston mm-hmm. um that they let him walk but yeah that's something i just want to talk about that that really blew my mind about um how really good of a season he's had and then but you can't you can't say watson's more deserving of an mvp than a rogers or a mahomes after the seasons they put together right you just have to hope that the texans don't waste deshaun watson's prime like Next yeah. year, keep rebuilding, and then hopefully the year after that, because they have a they have a top eight quarterback in the league. Hopefully, in two years, they'll give him enough to to make um make him able to to lead a playoff team. Because he we've seen in the For past sure. that he's able to do that. Yeah, and then the only division that's really still up for grabs is our NFC East, as obviously our me NFC. and Zach from 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 the DFW area, big Cowboys fans. Uh, it's just been a crazy season and um, it kept, it kept getting crazier yesterday as I mean, the Cowboys really just punished the Eagles out there. Jalen hurts 
first I, I wouldn't say Jalen Hurts is the reason they lost that game but his he as he threw for over 300 yards against us but a really convincing win for the Cowboys team that you I I didn't expect it out of them yeah, at all I, me and you Andrew are the two opposite fans of the Dallas Cowboys you're the you're the smart fan that wanted us to tank once we hit three and nine and I'm the fan that has blind faith and never gave up hope and here we are with um not a very good draft pick, but a chance to go to the playoffs. And, you know, we'll have to see what happens next week. I think that the Cowboys have the best chance out of anybody in the NFCs. And, yeah, I'm biased, but I think that we have the best chance. <laughs> we can beat the – we've seen Andy Dalton just throw for 350 yards. CeeDee Lamb is making people miss. Omari, people can't even stand up whenever he runs his routes. He can't. He, he, he did. Yeah. It's – and then Michael Gallup, he he had two TDs yesterday, yeah. and he's he was really quiet to start the year. But okay, so we've got yeah, we've got Cowboys Giants, um, and the Cowboys have opened up as a two and a half point favorite in that game. And then I guess the NFL made it official this morning. Um, they flexed Philly Washington to Sunday Which night. I can't believe. I mean, th- we might be seeing. Well, that's the only game that's really a game that's going to settle a division. Since pretty much everything but else, imagine is, the but yeah, matchup. Oh yeah, well, that, um, Ron Rivera did say today. He pretty much said Dwayne Haskins well, is starting. He Dwayne said, they "Oh, they, oh, breaking my. news! Oh, oh my! So close yet so far podcast for Andrew. Oh my! I've I've been staying away from my phone a little bit this morning. I didn't even know that. Wow. Well, that's not we surprising. Like, um, but yeah, he." he or, yeah, he's, but he said, Rivera said he expects Alex Smith to start, obviously, if he's healthy. And so we'll see what happens. Philly's a current wa- – oh, Washington is actually a one-point favorite so far, even with the unsure status of Alex Smith. That'll be interesting as, obviously, Washington wins the division. Or if Washington beats Philly, it's over. They're in the playoffs. Um, Washington loses, and the Cowboys beat the Giants. We're in. I Tom Brady's probably coming to Dallas. He's week quaking. one to beat us by forty. He's quaking. Tom Brady is quaking in his boots. Andy, he he wants no part of this new and improved Andy Dalton. And it, hey, if the Cowboys <laughs> make the playoffs, Andy can get the monkey off his back. He couldn't win in, in no and uh, for the Bengals, but if he wins a playoff game with this Dallas Cowboy team, that's a uh, he turned his whole career around. I, I just hear a bunch of propaganda. All I all I see is, and I texted Zach this this morning, is that the Eagles now have the sixth pick in the draft currently, and they're in a prime position to take either Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, or Devontae Smith in the draft, and that's the last thing I want. Why well, it? As a Cowboys fan this year, we we know we're not doing that much, but hey, it'll be it will it'll be fun to see the Cowboys in the playoffs, but I will say whoever makes the the playoffs in the NFC East, I'm rooting for them in the first round solely off of their below 500 record, just proving that they can win a playoff game. So whether it's Washington, Dallas, New York, even I'm taking the NFC East team in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, who is it? The Seahawks seven and nine beat the Cowboys, right? Yeah. That was the Romo yep. snap game. That was like, that was our first Cowboys memory, at least mine. So really, really it would be fate if we're a seven and nine team to kind of reverse that curse that has put on yeah. us for the last ten years. 
because I mean now it's now it's crunch time on if it was Bill or Tom for Tom Brady. So maybe maybe Andy Dalton is the thorn in Brady's side that nobody, absolutely nobody saw coming. So we'll, you never know. Okay, and so for you, if there's one team in either conference that's not, say, obviously the Chiefs or I, I mean I guess I don't I don't think Green Bay is as safe of a of a pick to win the Super Bowl as Kansas City is just because they're de- the defending champs and stuff. But if you had if you had one team you have to take right now that's not Kansas City to win it all, who are you taking? Give me the Bills. Josh Allen has really been playing well. They've won Wow. They've won seven of their last eight games and the one game they lost was the Hail Mary to Kyler Murray. So they've been rolling. They've been getting better all year. Um Josh Allen he had he had a few few games there in the middle. They kicked six field goals against the Jets. I, I think you might remember that one, Andrew. Um, they field goals yes. against the Jets. Yes. And they had a couple other bad games in that stretch, but each of them was a little weird. They had weird weather. Um, and in the last five weeks, Josh Allen's really just led that team. Um, they've been scoring over 30 points most of the time. Cole Beasley has been having 100-yard games left and right. Stephon Diggs just set the record for the most catches in Bill's history. I think that Josh Allen, he hasn't proved himself, but this is the year where, where he kind of proves it and says, okay, I'm here. This is this could be a little rivalry with me and, and Mahomes for a while now. For sure. And see, that's where you kind of described where my position on Josh Allen and the Bills are is I'm going to have to see him do it before I start believing in them just because there's it's weird that they're 11-3 and three and I just I, – I guess maybe I haven't seen enough of the Bills this year and the fact that – they don't have to overcome the mighty Patriots to win. Like if Josh Allen and the Bills had taken down Brady and Belichick to win the NF- the AFC East, no one's doubting what they can do, you know. Um, but the fact that it's a completely different division, yes, the Dolphins are a good team, but the Dolphins aren't what the Patriots have been for the last right. ten years. And so I think just seeing that, seeing that, I, like you said, on the big stage, Josh Allen's put the numbers together this year. Um, it'll be interesting to see. But one thing that I really like about the Buccaneers, even though we kind of just had our uh, Cowboys destiny scenario talk there the for a second. Um, yeah. The, the Bucks are one of the few playoff teams that actually have a better record on the road than they do at home. They're four and three at home and they're six and two on the road this year. I don't know that exactly like what their schedules were. Maybe they had a tougher home schedule, um, but that's something I really like. And the fact in 2020, does a home field even really matter, essentially? Right. Um, and that's where I think maybe you can correlate it to Brady being Brady because that's something with Josh Allen. I want to see Josh Allen do it, but I also I expect Brady to come out and be absolutely nails in the playoffs. I I with with the skill guys he has, Mike Evans has been on fire. Chris Godwin's on fire. Gronk Gronk looks like yeah. old Gronk that's, that's all of a sudden. Time. He's he's catching some bodies out there and just it's it's. It's really shocking because he's the guy I didn't expect to see go back to his old self. I I did I kind of expected it from Brady, but they're a team that they're starting to click. They've won three in a row, kind of um, kind of like we were talking about earlier. It hasn't really been three great teams, but Brady's Brady didn't Brady Brady put up forty two points on the the Lions in the first half on what the twenty sixth. The 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 Lions had a didn't have their coaching staff even really because of COVID. Um, but they're they're starting to peak at the right time, and I really like that they're they're good on the road this year. Even though 
And that's probably because no fans. Um, but that's something I think we could come into play because that's just another different element of 2020 that we don't even know how things are going to go the next I four weeks. The, um, the Bucks so. really need to be rooting for the Cowboys to make the playoffs because you know Tom Brady doesn't want to face that Washington defensive line. That's what Tom Brady struggles for sure. when he gets pressured, and that Washington defensive line can give him some trouble. I think that exactly. And if the, if the Rams fall out of the playoffs, there's one team that has elite pass rush that Brady will yeah. not have to face because I completely that's that is their weak spot. For Brady sure. Brady's trying to get the there's been all the stats. Brady wants to get the ball out of his hands within two and a half seconds, and he doesn't want to get hit. And if he's getting hit, it's it could be trouble for the for the Bucks. But I, I agree with what you're saying. Their weapons are just so much. If you let if you let Brady sit back there, he'll tear you up. And well, I mean, we'll just have to see. But I, the, I don't think I think the Bucks are they're they're a good team. They're peaking at the right time. But give me give me the Saints, give me the Packers. Like you you were trying to you you picked a team that wasn't the favorite. But I'm I just I'm not a Bucks believer. I gotta say. See that I'm not. Well, I mean, I took the Packers to win it all preseason, but I do not believe in the Saints. I think that defense is legit, though. Um, I just don't know. I, I mean, I guess if they didn't have Sean Payton, I definitely wouldn't believe in the Saints. Um, but I, I mean, Drew Brees is Big Ben or worse right now. You know, it just, it just, I don't, I don't see it. Um, but obviously, the Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara. Those guys are the offense, or especially Kamara, um, and getting Michael Thomas healthy. I think they'll be able to do some damage, but I don't see this year being any different than the last four have been for the Saints. You know, a an amazing regular season that ends before the conference championship game. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if they prove me wrong. And because they're a team where no home field, no fans, they're affected more than I feel like right. most. Just because everyone knows how that Superdome environment is. Yeah. And we'll see if they're they're a team that that if any of these two seeds go down, because obviously we we normally see the one and two seed get buys. I mean the Pittsburgh Steelers they haven't looked great, but they're they they have a chance to go thirteen and three, and they're going to be playing a first round playoff game. And so, do we see some of these better teams fall earlier that normally have buys? Will be something interesting. Um, because at this rate, how the Steelers have looked the last few weeks, they're going to have to. They're going to have to prove it every week right now just because they haven't looked amazing. But they did have, have an impressive comeback against um, Indianapolis. Phillip Rivers and Big Ben kind of traded old man for old man yeah. halves. And so <laughs> and that but that right there could have uh, cost Indianapolis a playoff, a playoff hope. So we'll see what happens week 17. But, yeah, there's still a lot to to unfold, mostly because of that extra wild card spot. But then the NFC East has kept us. I wouldn't say entertained, but they've kept us something. We've been watching they've the done NFC East with one eye open. We've been scared, scared yeah, exactly. to look all year, and now finally week 17, we're like, all right, NFC East. It's, yeah. There you go. But what would you say? Um, so we saw Aaron Rodgers torch the Tennessee defense that isn't very good, but um, neither is the Falcons defense, and Patrick Mahomes didn't torch them. So do you think that Aaron Rodgers should win the MVP over Patrick Mahomes? Because it's really a two-man race right now. Yeah, I, I think I think he does. I mean, he's got he's got 44 touchdowns and five interceptions. Um, Mahomes has had he's got a I think he's got like seven or eight hundred more passing yards. But just you you look at MVP in major sports, and if the best player in the 
if arguably the best player in the league is on the best team in the league, they normally win. Um, but these are the two best players on the two best teams. And so I, I think just from the insane TD to interception ratio, given the fact that, yes, he has Devontae Adams, but let's be real about that Packers offense. What Aaron Rodgers, 44 touchdowns and five interceptions with Vonta scaling, with Jay Sternberger, with I can't even remember Tanya. the tight end's name. Robert? He's got a funny name. Tanyan, yes. And, like, come on, man. Like, yes, I know Mahomes will put up big numbers with those guys too, but Aaron Rodgers threw for 44 touchdowns and five interceptions with a superstar receiver and a bunch of right. guys. And I think the big thing about Aaron Rodgers' case is after last year, we we expected Mahomes to put up these numbers. We expected Mahomes to lead the league in passing. After Rodgers, the last couple of years, we didn't expect this from Rodgers. And usually the MVP, the narrative, the story matters. And so I think they're going to give to Aaron Rodgers too as well. And don't you have a theory about why Aaron Rodgers is so good this year? What changed Rodgers? Yes, yes, sir. Obviously, I'm I'm a big NASCAR and just motorsports fan. So for a well, for for a couple of years, Aaron Rodgers was dating the female racer Danica Patrick, and I think like a lot of people because of COVID, their relationship ended, and Aaron Rodgers was single heading into the offseason. And part of the reason the Packers were my preseason pick is that Aaron Rodgers has a long history of absolutely lighting the NFL on fire when he's a single man. And 2020 is no different than that. So if anything is normal in the world in 2020, it's that single Aaron Rodgers we might can't be stopped. We might in the regular whole season podcast uh, evaluating that, that from single Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. versus taking Aaron Rodgers. Really? There we go. Try yeah. to get him on. Right. Try to get him on. There we go. But yeah, no, I think I think it's Mahomes and um can you agree I think Herbert pretty clear no. no. Rookie of the year. You don't think I mean, so? Who? I'm, I'm who, not saying that? I'm not saying that he's not going to win, but I cannot say that it's clear with Justin Jefferson doing what he's doing. Herbert oh, set the rookie record okay. for passing touchdowns like that's great too. But Jefferson has been setting records all over the place too. Um I think that that Herbert has been more valuable to his team than Justin Jefferson, but he's only won four games. You can't, he's a great quarterback, but it's not like they've been winning. Um, and Justin Jefferson has been just setting records left and right. I think that it's going to go to Herbert, but I think that it's really close with Justin Jefferson. If I had a vote, I honestly probably would vote Justin Jefferson just with what he's done for the Vikings this year. Replacing Stephon Diggs, yeah. showing yeah. that that trade that they Got, got rid of Diggs, like it, he came through for them. He made it because with how good Diggs has been, he better have been good or else they'd be getting a lot of flack right now. How many teams, how many trades do you see that are just so Great like teams. boom, boom? Like both sides just like, wow. We're we're both we're both as Thank happy you. as Thank we you. could nice be doing business with this with trade. Like that that doesn't right. happen, you know? And so yeah, that that's been really interesting to see. And um I, I agree with what you're saying. I may, maybe if uh, the Vikings were a playoff team, um, Jefferson would be, right. be getting a little more but, uh, hype. But because because the the Vikings aren't very good this year either. But yeah, I, I see what you mean. But yeah, I think when I saw that Herbert broke the rookie touchdown record, which in 2020 that's probably not as hard due to just the all the passing compared to how things were in what the 60s, 70s, way back in the day. But I I, I have a hard time. It seeing is impressive it that Herbert did that in what, 13 games? Because he missed the first two and he did it in, in week 15 or 16. 
So that is impressive yeah. that he did that. He broke the record in only only 13 games. Um, but both, like you said, the Vikings and Chargers, they're both terrible. That's why they have the best rookies. So the the rookie the rookie of the year usually can go to, to someone that the team's bad, and that's okay. Yeah. Okay, and then last last award, um, coach of the year. I feel like the top two guys I've seen for the most part are Brian Flores in Miami and then um, Stefanski in Cleveland. I don't really know who else. I mean, I guess you could say guys like Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's lost it after um, the last three weeks. Not up there anymore. Yeah. It, it, I, I will say, though, I don't know when they vote on these, but if Washington makes the playoffs and going through cancer treatments during the season, there was one week where they said he Ron Rivera had guys like carrying him off the field at halftime because he was so just out of it. And he didn't miss a game, I don't think. And if he, that team makes the playoffs, like – there's so many guys, former players you see on Twitter. It's like Ron Rivera made me a better man just by playing with him for a year in like Carolina or something. And you don't see that too much about NFL coaches, especially. Um, and so that, that would be a really cool story, but obviously Flores or Stefanski would deserve it just for what they've done with those two. Um, but it would be cool to see Ron Rivera get it if, if they make the playoffs. But according to Zach, that's not, but happening, I, so I root for Ron Rivera. The Dallas Cowboys. Anybody. He's, he's had a great story and him along with, Alex Smith, like I wish they could share a comeback player slash coach of the year trophy. Like Alex Smith comeback, and I exactly. wish they could just kind of yeah. tap and, and give some of that to, to Ron Rivera if he doesn't win the coach of the year because he deserves something for, for the fight that he showed this year and also just coaching that team. This is the best team they've had since RG3, even though it's not like it's a great team, but Rivera's got them headed in the right direction for sure. Um, I hope he gets a lot of Oh, that, that's – that's a team. That's a team that just just looking at that front seven, you get them a couple weapons and the right guy back there at quarterback. Whoa. And they have they, they have are. McLaurin, who's an up and coming receiver. I think McLaurin's a guy. They got oh, a yeah. who's just now learning the oh, running back like, position. Like you said, if if they get a quarterback, they get a couple a couple tackles. I mean, watch out, watch out for that team. Exactly, and they've got uh, one of the coolest stories that. Um, they're tied in. That's really been breaking out this year. Logan Thomas. I remember him when he was playing quarterback at Virginia tech, like eight years ago. And now he's, I, I watch a Washington game and he's getting 12 targets a game from Alex Smith. And it's like, wow, I didn't even know this dude was in the league. And so they, they've, you can tell they've, they've got some guys that maybe are a little bit under the radar. And I agree that um, at the top level of wide receiver, there's so many great wide receivers, the NFL, Terry McLaurin's up there, but I, I think he definitely is a little underrated part probably because um, he doesn't have that elite quarterback right. feeding and him the with ball Terry every McLaurin, week. I don't watch any Washington games because it's they're they're tough to watch sometimes on offense. But every time I watch, he's making plays. Uh, the other thing that I think mm-hmm. Washington really has going for him is, like we talked about earlier, Ron Rivera has great leadership. Um, Chase Young just got voted captain of the team a couple weeks ago, and he's a defensive lineman as a rookie. That doesn't usually happen. They've got Alex Smith, who will probably stay on as a back if any if anything. His story, you know, he's a great leader. They've got McLaurin was voted captain earlier this year. They've got their young guys are the captains. They've got a, a coach that believes in them and is, is trying to build this team. It's it's it'll be fun to watch. This team will be fun to watch in the next couple of years. They've got good leadership and really good talent. For sure. Just just keep 
Washington should just do what Baltimore's always done with Alabama. Uh, Ozzie Newsome, the legendary Ravens general manager, was always known for just didn't matter. Uh, odds are he's probably going to take an Alabama defensive player. They're with McLaurin and then with Chase Young. They're hitting on these Ohio State guys, and nobody's producing talent like Ohio State is. And so if if um, Washington will just keep loading up on those guys, I think they'll be fine. But yeah, that's the, I, I agree. There, it's it's fun. It's fun when these young guys are easy to root for um, because they're good people. They're good. They're good. They, they want to win. They, they do it the right way. And so, yeah, uh, they're a team that I, we won't be rooting for, but we won't. Got to give a shout out to much, uh, so. the rookie safety Cameron curl from Arkansas too. Got the starting job yes, sir. Four. He's really been a, a revelation. He's made some big time plays for them this whole year. And he, he's the guy. Yeah. I think he had his, his second pick, second pick last season. He was a guy that people were kind of scratching their heads when he came out last year, but he's, yeah proved him wrong but yeah anything no, else from you, really Zach, fun that, man i'm, I'm glad we we got this going and uh really good first episode yeah it's been a long time coming but thank you so much for joining me and thank you for listening on the first episode of the so close yet so far pod